Hey, my people, how far now? How far? It's your boy, Corey. It's been a hot minute. Um, I know I've been kind of MIA. I won't lie, it's been busy. It's been busy. It's been, I've had a really, really busy couple of weeks. Uh, work, uh, baby, everything, man. Um, but I promise I'm going to try to put out more consistent videos. Um, but before we get into today's topics, um, I need you guys to please like, comment, share but most importantly hit that subscribe button so what what are we talking about today um i was going to talk about this this phenomenon i'll call it a phenomenon on the internet uh it's called the the red pill it's like uh i guess the best way i can describe it is it's like a metaphor for seeking the truth. If you've watched The Matrix, you know Neo, he has to pick between a red pill and a blue pill. Blue pill, And the red pill is supposed to signify like discovering another side of how you view the world. Um, so there's this, it's, it's been online for a while. I'm not, this is not like a novel thing. You know, red pill is supposed to be like a ideology that, deviates from what you see in the mainstream media um like a a level of of understanding of how the world works um and blue pill is of course what you get in the mainstream for the most part and there, there are different layers to it there's red pill you know when it comes to politics there's red pill when it comes to um i mean even down to like dating and stuff like that but this whole red pill space is very big on YouTube. It's very, very big on YouTube. And there are subcultures within the red pill space. Um, and I'm not saying this because I necessarily subscribe to any of this stuff. But one thing that I, I, I do is I try to just learn all sides of the argument. And red pill, like I said, has these subcultures to it. One of those subcultures are something called the manosphere. And it's supposed to be like a, 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 a counter argument to the feminist wave that you see these days. It's supposed to be like an ideology that speaks for the most part to men and how men um, operate in the world. Uh, it's it's based on a lot of, um, I mean, some people would argue facts, logic, um, and the blue pill is supposed to be based more like emotional arguments. Um, the way I see it is, I think both sides are have values to them. I think in order to approach the world, you need to have some level of emotion, and you also need to be able to apply some level of logic. Um, I, I'm not. I'm never absolute on, on things like this. Um, but back to my topic. So when it comes to the manosphere, it's it's a bunch of content creators on YouTube where they speak mostly to men. They speak about issues that affect men. Um, they they're very counterculture. That's how I'll put it. Very very counterculture. Um, and you know they talk about how. <laughs> You know, it's unfair, things are unfair for men and how things are skewed towards women in society. And there there are some valid arguments to it. Um, but there there's also a tendency for some of these people to kind of go a little bit off the cliff. You know, within that this whole manosphere culture that I'm talking about there, sub subcultures. There's there's these guys that they call MGTOW, M G T O W men going their own way. These are the men that they've totally given up on society. And their own is that they're not trying to date women. They're trying to just do their own thing. If they date women, it's only going to be, you know, to their advantage. And uh, pretty much people that are, some people would argue that kind of bitter. Um, and, you know, they're different, you know, sub-genres under it. Uh, you have the black manosphere, which is, they speak more to like, the black folks. Um, and within that sphere, uh, you have people like Kevin Samuels. I'm sure you guys have heard of him. 
um, that has emerged. He's grown very, very popular. He was the guy that was um, that went viral for for calling out this lady and telling her she's average at best. I'm sure you guys remember that video. I think I we talked about it in our Smiling Suffer podcast. Um, but he he grew really, really popular, and he, he I think he peaked. Uh, at the height of the pan of the lockdowns, you know, people were at home. People used to consume this guy, and this guy would just be on the internet, just talking some crazy stuff to women. Um, and you know, there are some arguments that he makes that very valid. But me personally, I think his show gets a little bit repetitive sometimes. You know, where it's like the same thing. He's pretty much telling women how they have to settle this, this, and that. Um, the good thing is, I'm just, look, I'm just glad that I, I'm not in this dating world because the way it gets really heated in these internet streets sometimes. Act like the pit bull you are. I'm going to keep my cool because the mask is off. We know who you are. You're loudmouth. Right, and you're a bitch-ass nigga. Yep, you got that right. The, the mask are off. The yep. mask are off. Absolutely. You're a bitch-ass bitter nigga. It's okay that you guys run Jesus, rampant. the N-word, You what? guys run rampant on social media. You guys run rampant on social media. You're all in Kevin Samuels' comments like, yes, get him. I know your type. I know who you are. Wait, I've known I Kevin know who you are. Twitter is hell. Samuels for four years. Twitter is mad as hell. Twitter is mad as hell. Go play your game. With these, you know, manosphere folks and these radical feminist folks coming at each other. I mean, I hear them on Clubhouse all the time. Like, they're, they're coming at each other's necks. And they hate each other. Um, and But I think the one thing, the one unique thing that I've noticed has come out of this sphere is this trend of lifestyle dating coaches. Um, you have people like Kevin Samuels who he, he tries to like coach men on 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 how to deal with women. He also coaches women on how to kind of deal with men. And, you know, I see the manosphere as it's almost like men talking amongst each other in the locker room. You know, there's no filters. There's no political correctness. They just kind of just say it like it is. Um, and I noticed that a lot of the fans of some of these content creators, some of them are very susceptible to, to manipulation. You know, there's some, like, especially like the MGTOW folks, for instance, it is just like, you get the sense that almost like they hate women. It's not all of them, obviously, but some of them, you just, you get the sense that like they have this bitterness because of how they perceive the world and how they feel like men are treated unfairly. Anyway, all that is besides the point. What I really want to get to today is within this black manosphere, these lifestyle and dating coaches, they've been popping up all over. You see these guys telling guys how to, how to treat women. You know, some of them, you could argue kind of toxic. Um, some actually give really good advice. You know, uh, you have people like the roommates, for instance, uh, where, where they they try to teach men how to level up. That's that's like their thing. How to be a better person. How to be a better, more responsible man. Even Kevin Samuels. You know, there was a time where he used to talk to men a lot and tell them things that they they needed to do to you you know um, achieve success. Um. The, the main thing that I see with a lot of them is that if you want to get women, you have to build yourself up to a point where you have enough wealth so that you can kind of pick and choose and have more leverage within the dating sphere. That's the common theme that I've seen. So Kevin Samuels came out. He blew up. I mean, this guy has over a million subscribers now. I think he's one of the first people within the manosphere <laughs> culture that really gained a lot of popularity online a lot of popularity um 
And then you have these other guys that recently came up too. And the only reason why I found out about them was through watching some Kevin Samuels clips, he was featured on this podcast called the Fresh and Fit Podcast. And it was these guys that had this really, really elaborate studio. And all they do is bring girls on this studio, talk to them, and tell them exactly. It's almost like they're kind of giving them game about how men think and how women should should um, view the dating world. You mentioned that, you know, modern day relationships, things have changed. I, my, my argument is that the changes have made it worse. So, yeah. so um, since, we're, since we're in a state now like where marriages, yeah. birth rates are at the lowest they've ever been, right? So people yeah. are not having children. Yeah. Uh, you know, more women are single now than ever before, and they estimate over 50% of women will stay single in 2030. Wow. Then on top wow. of that, about seven to eight out of uh, divorces in, uh, in the West, Canada, United States, etc., are initiated by women, and over 50% of marriages end in divorce. So I think it's it, th there's a problem here. These modern-day relationships clearly yeah. don't work. And I think a lot of it is because the gender roles have become ambiguous. Women have become more masculine, and men have become more feminine. Yes. And uh, it just doesn't work. You know, we're trying to put a square peg in a round hole, and it just doesn't work. Uh, it's almost like they're trying to correct a lot of the things that they deem within the mainstream uh, filter. They're, they're, they're trying to correct a lot of those things that they see. Um, you know, they talk about how women come into the world with some level of privilege and, like, you know, they give out some game. I won't lie. There's some things that they say that I'm like, oh, well, they're kind of making a good point. But then there's some times where it just kind of goes overboard. Fresh and fit, though. The reason why I... I paid attention to these guys because I noticed that they started to peak right after Kevin Samuels peaked, you know, got to a million subscribers. They also started to, to gain a lot of subscribers. They, at some point, they were at about 400 and over 400,000 subscribers. And what I respected about them was their, their, their hard work, their, their focus, their determination. These guys put on like six videos. I'm telling you, content creating is not easy. It's not easy. And these guys put out like two, three hour podcast every night. At least at least six six nights a week. They bring girls on, they talk to them about dating, they ask them questions, they challenge them. Um and their whole thing is that they're trying to help men better navigate within the dating world. That's like their big thing. In fact, they, they give dating tips. They give lifestyle tips for men, you know, similar to, to the roommates. But theirs is more geared towards like the dating. And the only thing is that men, they want men to date as many women as possible. Because if they do, then they have a, they call it the abundance mindset or something along those lines where they feel like the more options you have, the better that you're able to navigate within the dating world. So they give all these tips. They're essentially dating coaches. You know, some people call them pickup artists. Um, but like I said, one thing that I respect is their dedication. I mean, these guys are putting out, their output is ridiculous. It's not easy trying to put out videos. I mean, you see, it took me weeks to even put out this video. It's not easy doing it six nights a week. And they put in they put in a lot of work into their studio. You know, not only that, they get guests, uh, you know, very influential guests. They, you know, they got, uh, they even got academics on at one point. They got, um, I think Tim Tim Cast. They got all the, a lot of influential people. They got Kevin Samuels on their show. They have a lot of these guest spots, um, and they've been growing. And as of recently, they've been growing at a rapid pace, and they've been getting massive views. I'm talking about over two hundred thousand views per video. And you know what? You know, views equals money. So they they're getting a lot of money. You know, sometimes they even show it off. You know, and they they try to show men how to better uh, leverage their their wealth, their clout. 
you know, they, they, they advise men on navigating the social media space. You know, they tell, they tell men that, you know, use every option available, you know, approach men and, and women in person, you know, get used to, to um, approaching women. They call it cold, cold approach or something like that. Um, they tell they tell you your Instagram. You need to have it in a certain way. Like they they be they really break down this stuff. And look, I don't judge. I'm not I'm not here to even judge what their content is about. What I respect is the level of effort that they put into putting out these videos. As a content creator, you have to respect it. I mean, you just have to respect it. They they're hardworking, and the way they were growing at such a rapid pace. I mean, they were, the, they had less than half a million subscribers, but they were getting videos with over a million views, you know, and they were doing it consistently. Um, so these are people that I, I, just, I pay attention to everything. I pay attention, even the, the feminists on YouTube, I pay, I, like I, I consume these things because I'm a content creator and I like to see how these people leverage their communities and grow their their base. Anyway, fast forward. Um, so recently, these guys called Abba and Preach. They're very popular also. They've been out for a while. They've been out for well over five, six, seven years. They've been putting out content. It's two guys. Um, they're based out of Toronto. They, they I think they're like comedians in Toronto. But they have a really, really big YouTube subscription base, over a million. Uh, so they've been going for a while. I wouldn't necessarily consider them part of the manosphere. Uh, these are one of these guys that they they just give their opinion on everything. They do reviews for videos. Um, they they um, they react to videos. They talk about current events. They do everything. So I've I followed them for a while. You know. And Abba and Preach were one of the people that Fresh and Fit podcast had on. Fresh and Fit, they're based in Miami. And they had Abba and Preach on, on one of their episodes. They had a talk with them. And they had this discussion about... <laughs> I mean, it was related to dating. It was whether it was okay for men to... to pay for you know pee you know what i'm talking about pretty much whether it was fine for men to engage sex workers um and what that meant within the dating world and they disagreed you know the abba and preach they were like look as long as it's two consenting adults it's not, it's not a big deal in fact let me see if i can find their video here all right, so this was the video that Abba and Preach put out. Healthcare is backwards. Oh, shit, Every- freaking ads. Fair it's use, by the way. Fair use. I don't want anyone coming for me. Uh, it was titled, Fresh and Fit are Capping Hard. Now, what was strange about this video was this was a video that Abram Preach put out after they left Miami. And they were, this was like almost four months after they left Miami, um, after featuring on the Fresh and Fit podcast. So it was, it came out of left field. Like, it was surprising because you know, everyone just thought they were all cool. Check this out. This was the video where they were critiquing them. Working women, girls who uh, work in the bedroom professionally. And they were saying, today's topic, me and Preach were both on this. So there's a discussion surrounding working women, girls Mm. who uh, work in the bedroom professionally. And they were saying why they didn't want it to be legalized. And so they asked me and Preach's thoughts. And this is what happened. Picture this though, right? We're dealing with these girls behind the scenes in person, right? How they look at these guys that are paying is different from what they're telling you in person because... They look at you as, okay, he's paying a need that I have, but I don't respect him. And for me, I don't want a bitch's pussy. I want her soul. 
All right, I'll admit that was kind of weird. <laughs> I was, I was left field. So let's keep going. You ain't getting nobody sold. The f you think you are Ghostbusters? This man said her soul. <laughs> now, for those wondering, this is after this is four months after they did that video with them. So again, it's kind of weird that they would just suddenly pick this time to to do a critique on a video that they were involved in. And you think if they were going to do the critique, they would do it while they were there, right? But let's go on. <laughs> look at your face right now. You're looking at the camera like, what is he talking about? I don't know where the whole Souls comment came from. I was from. like, this, uh, you want no, a soul? That's corny. That's super corny. But anyways. I want her, I want her respect. So yeah. I, get, I get what you're saying, same, though. Same, like, I don't want to be the guy behind the scenes where she's, oh, baby, I love whatever. And then... She's showing me, oh, look, look at all these thirsty guys in my DMs want to pay me for sex. Uh -huh. Like, I'd rather be that guy behind the scenes. Uh -huh. I'm not the guy that I should pay for it. And you talk about the respect. Let me ask you something. <laughs> all the girls you smashed. Yeah. If I talk to every one of them, you think they all respect you or are going to say good things about you? Yes. All of them? All of them. You know, okay. Yeah, okay. You know what's the best part? The live stream chat during that period, they were going I, I, crazy. I, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. They were just going, cap, that's a lie. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay? I don't care who it is. I don't care what... If you're out there and you've been with enough people, eventually you're going to have people who are talking shit about you behind your back. Oh, it's dangerous. Even if it's not true, it doesn't matter. You think all your exes are saying wonderful things about you? You think everybody you went on a date with is saying wonderful things about you? No. Bruh. You guys run a podcast where you're talking about ladies all the time. Controversial opinions. There's no way the women that you've been with, all of them have positive opinions about you. Impossible. It's impossible. impossible. It's impossible. And this whole idea that having game makes you a better man, that's also not true. In some instances, it does great things for you. Helps you develop confidence and some good things. Fantastic. But it also turns a lot of people into shitty people. It does. That's why. So, that's, you got to understand. Fresh and Fit, their whole brand is based around the like, dating. They're supposed to be the experts. And what these guys are doing here is they're, they're questioning their whole integrity. Let's, let's just put it on the table. They're questioning their, their brand. And in the YouTube space, that's a big deal. Like, you don't come after someone's brand. Anyway, let's let's keep going. A lot of shitty-ass pickup artists who are terrible human beings. This whole idea of living your best life, no, listen, gluttony, whether it's money or sex, it's not a good thing for a person. Go ahead. Here's something about me right now. I'm a little bit different because when I meet a chick, right, <laughs> she would never know that I'm RP aware. Because I'm so chill and so cool that, like, when she leaves my presence, she's like, yo, damn. What is it? Because real talk, I'll fuck a bitch. Take her to eat some dinner. She's she, her belly's full. She's feeling good. Yo, babe, yo, babe, text me when you get home. She's like, damn, that was an amazing time. Did you pay for dinner? Beta, beta, beta. Yo, they clowning these dudes, man. They clowning them. I mean, they. It, this was a hit job. Let's let's call it what it is. It was a hit job. It came left field. I'm sure they all thought they were friends. At least I'm sure Fresh and Fit thought they were cool with these guys. But they're clowning them, essentially. Four months after the podcast. You know, so when I saw this at first, I didn't really think much of it. I was like, eh, well, you know, maybe they just decided that they were they were going to take these guys on. I, I really didn't think much of it. I just thought it was just all these random YouTube videos where they just wanted to critique something that they had done but the fresh and fit pod responded and they responded very 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 um immaturely if if, if that's a word um basically Fresh and fit, and I think one of the guys' name is Myron. The other one, he calls himself Fresh, Fresh Prince, CEO, something like that. Fresh and fit gave a response, and they they lashed out at them. I think because they were caught left field. You know, Myron pretty much called out Preach, the big, the bigger guy, called out Preach, insulted his wife. Our channel's better than yours. Right. We get more views than you. We've been on less than you. We work harder than y'all niggas. We cut our hair more than you niggas. Like, yo, if y'all want to play We get more girls than y'all niggas. We get more girls than y'all niggas. Free. Like, if y'all really, really want to do this, this nigga Preach is married. Pride to a fucking beluga whale somewhere. And y'all niggas talking shit. And how old these niggas are? 40 years old? Yo, yo, old ass niggas too, bro. Like, yo, bruh. 
I wasn't gonna do this. Wait, the, the, the hand symbol? Yo, I was not gonna Hold fucking on. do this. Hold international. But y'all got me hyped now. <laughs> Yo, I know you guys are not talking, bro. My man Abba looks like he got off a camel, hasn't cut his hair in years. <laughs> Dusty as fuck. Yo, bruh. And this is Sudani roasting on you right now, bro. What you, you Somalian? Yo. I was like, yo, what anime you came from, bro? Now nigga looking bummy as hell, bro. And mind you, right? I ain't looking on a nigga, because obviously I'm saying that's his style. I go like, we're better than you niggas. We make more money than you niggas. We got a better fucking channel than y'all niggas. We get more views than y'all niggas. The only thing you guys got on us is, is you guys been on longer. But I guarantee you, next year, this time, we're going to lap you motherfuckers. Because you know what? Back. Nobody works harder than us. Nope. Period. Um, Preach threatened him and said, look, if you want to box, we can box. I mean, he just got really petty. Um. And I kept wondering, why are these guys fighting? These guys are making money, you know. But, again, I still didn't really think much of it. I was just thinking, in fact, at some point I was thinking maybe they even planned it for clout. Maybe they all planned it so that they would come across like they were having beef or whatever. But it got really heated very quickly because Haber and Preach responded and they... Uh, Preach, the guy whose wife they insulted, he was pissed off. And he was like, look, I'm going to box you. I'm coming to Miami. Like, let's do it. You know when someone threatens someone's wife? Now, that's kind of crossing the line. Later on in the video, you're saying that you want to box with me. Sort of happened that I'm going to be in the U.S. next week. You want to fucking do this shit? Let's go. Both of you. I'll be in U.S. next fucking week. Hold up, hold up. I'll... Let's go. We'll put gloves on. Because not only this, that's why I have a problem. Now you talk shit about my wife. This nigga preach is married prior to a fucking beluga whale somewhere. And y'all niggas talking shit. And you talk shit about my country. Old bitch said that he was about to send me on a boat to my country, to Haiti. Yeah? Cool. Next week, I'll be in, I'll be in the States. I'll drop by your fucking studios. You know where it is? Give me the address. I'll be right there. Don't come unprepared. We'll do it. You want to do this? Let's go. We'll put gloves on. It'll be legal. I know Florida lies. I take one bitch, then I take the other one. Let's go. Let's go. So let me give my take on this whole thing. I felt like both of them were kind of wrong to an extent. Um, I felt like, yes, they might have disagreed with what fresh and fit preach. No pun intended. But if they were going to do that, I would have thought they would have done it on the on the podcast they were on in, while they were there in person with them. Now, preach wasn't there in person with them, to be fair. But Abba was there. Abba was in the studio with them. And yes, I mean, the, the exchange, I'm not going to play the whole thing. The exchange got a little bit heated while they were there, but it, it wasn't as, like, they weren't mocking them, like, they were, the way they were, they were mocking them here. So I thought that was kind of, that was kind of, that was kind of weird, that was kind of shady, to put it plainly. And I thought Fresh and Fit went too far by calling out Preach's wife. I mean, it didn't need to get to that point. I mean, there's just some things that, you, some lines you don't cross. You can insult the man, you can, you can take on his argument, um, and, and try to, you know, fight it back with a better argument. But to call out his wife, and no, it wasn't only his wife, he was telling him, I'll send you back on the boat, stuff like that. I mean, it just really got really messy. So Abba and Preach responded, and they just started coming at them like they were, they were insulting. They were, they were, I mean, I'll show you some of the videos that they put out. I'm not going to play them because it's, it's too much. But they were coming at them. He put out this video saying he is shook. Um, he put out another video here saying alpha male, uh, fluke and fraud, tried to apologize. This is your king. Um, so I missed one part. So when this whole thing happened, when they threatened the guy's wife, you know, obviously Preach was pissed off. Fresh and Fit was getting a lot of heat. Uh, and I was surprised. But then again, at the same time, it kind of made sense. Abram Preach have over a million subscribers, so they have a bigger fan base. 
So they, they probably have their fan base coming at them in their comments. Um, Fresh and Fit, that same day, they put out the video attacking them. They came out and apologized. Like, they came out and apologized almost immediately. Even after the apology, Abba and Preach kept coming at them, and that's when they started putting out all these videos, kind of clowning them. There's another video here where, uh, yeah, he's like, he's so mad. I want her soul. Like, they were coming at them hard. Like, they were, they were, well, it was almost like they were trying to take them down. And they were trying to use the, the, the clout of all their subscribers, essentially. You know, more, more, over a million subscribers. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of fans. And we noticed, at least I noticed, that Fresh and Fit, Fresh and Fit suddenly started losing subscribers. Like, majorly. They were losing a lot of subscribers. They went from, like, 430,000 subscribers down to like 410,000 subscribers. They lost like 20,000 subscribers in two days. I mean, it was drastic. And that's a lot for YouTube. That's that's way more. So that's hundreds of times more subscribers than I even have. I'm talking about the amount of subscribers they lost. So I know what that means. That's a big deal within the YouTube world. When you lose that many, you shed that many subscribers. So I kept wondering like, ha. <laughs> But these guys apologize now. Why are these ones still coming at them? Like, how far? Like, you know, they apologize. What is it? And, you know, I checked again. I think it was earlier today that I checked. They were under 400,000 subscribers, meaning they had lost, they had shed at least 30,000 subscribers within a few days. I mean, that was drastic. That was really, really drastic. So, obviously... I'm like, look, I don't know how this YouTube beef wars work, but clearly Abba and Preach must have some kind of pull. Anyway, earlier today I was scrolling through my timeline. And because I've been watching this back and forth beef, you know, I mean, I like figuring out how these YouTube algorithms work, how people lose subscribers, how people, um, how people's subscriber bases are affected. Anyway, I noticed... Um, this one clip that this girl had put out. And in the clip, I'm going to play the clip now. It was a girl accusing Fresh and Fit of trying to use his platform to solicit sex from the girl. So they bring girls on every night. They have like five, four, six girls on every night. So they're always getting girls from all over the country sometimes. And this is one of the girls that I, I guess Fresh and Fit wanted to bring on to have a debate with on this podcast. Myron was the one that reached out. And she was telling her story. And that's when things started to get clearer. That's when I started understanding, oh, wait, this thing is bigger than I thought it was. I'm going to play her clip just so you get an understanding of what exactly this was about. Hold on, let me pull it up here. So she, I think she goes by the name of Anna Quinn Fitness. Um, Myron also does like this fitness video. So they were supposed to collaborate and she was also supposed to come speak on the, on the podcast. She finally put out this video, I think it was yesterday or something. Let me play it for you guys because I think it's really interesting because that, that's when you start to understand there's so much more that goes on behind the scenes. I just wanted to take a minute to make a quick video about the whole fresh and fit situation. Just give you guys an update. And also, I never really made a video to explain what happened and share the truth and the facts on my own page. So I want to make this quick. I want to make it clear so you have all the evidence in front of you. And I just want to share what's going on because this is someone who claims to be a male self-improvement podcast, the top, the best, and they have over 400,000 subscribers on YouTube, which I didn't know until I looked into. Um, and they are creating a culture of hateful, mean, uh, I'm not gonna continue commenting, but just they're creating a disgusting culture of men who treat women like crap. And um, 
So I'm taking a stand and I'm sharing because I can. So what happened? So at this point, I'm thinking it's probably one of the girls that they kicked out of their studio. So one of the things that they also do in their in on their podcast is they be kicking out girls like girls that disagree with them on something and when they get rude or disrespectful they just kick them out they call it frank castling it's like a thing that they do and their viewers love this shit again that is why i give you the whole context of the manosphere this is these are channels that are dedicated towards men so any kind of female aggression they they shut it down immediately and they know that their viewers are gonna love it because well, let's go we'll be providing evidence let me scooch over so when i edit it, it can be here um basically myron reached out to me he is half of fresh and fit i think he's fresh but um i don't think no, he's, he's fresh i think his name is fresh on no. the podcast but he reached out to no, me and wanted to do a podcast or wanted me to collaborate with him for his show at the time i don't know what his uh following is now but he had like ten thousand followers on instagram i have had at that time around like 42,000, 40,000, something like that. Um, and so I didn't respond to the DM, to be honest. Then one of my friends who I'm gonna uh, leave anonymous right now, just cause I haven't discussed with him whether or not I can share his identity, told me, hey, uh, one of my boys reached out to you, wants to film some content with you. He has a really popular channel, so you should do it. So I actually responded to the DM and I was like, hey, you know, what's up? He said, let's do a collab. I was like, okay, cool. Um, so at this point, I was actually reading through these texts because I, I wanted to make sure that, okay, first of all, I don't even know if this is the guy that they're accusing of sending these DMs, but let's go on. I was actually planning a trip to Miami, so I told him, like, this is what I'm going to be in Miami. Um, I wasn't going to pay to come out to be on his show, and I hadn't even looked into his show. I just kind of went off of the friend's recommendation. So Myron... And I went back and forth. I'm just gonna pull up the text so I don't say anything that's not true. He asked me when the soonest I was gonna be out there is. I told him that I was planning on being there Friday. He said he wasn't gonna be uh, available then. And then he asked me a relationship question. For some reason, I did not see that mess or that part of the message or I was busy or whatever. So I said, do you want- Now, you guys have to remember that when it comes to these DMs being exposed, usually the person that's exposing DMs, they can, they can frame it in the way that they wanna frame it. Sometimes they leave out context. So I don't jump to conclusions. In fact, some the first thing I ask myself is, how do I even know if that is the person sending the DM, the person that's being accused? How do I know that that is the person? So uh, I had a lot of doubts in my mind about this whole account while I was watching this, but let's keep going. It happen, or should I plan for next week? And uh, he said it'd have to be next week. So we're just discussing logistics. I answered his question, said, um, I'm not dating anyone right now, dated someone a couple months last year, but um, before that I was single and I love talking on that topic. He said, okay, cool, I'm up for that. I'm not gonna do anything platonic with you, just being honest. And I thought he was reaching out for a collaboration because we're both well-known in the fitness industry. Um now, this these texts were shared like a couple months ago. So this was, this just didn't happen. But she's coming out to tell her story because apparently these texts have been exposed for a while. But and people knew about it, but I, I didn't know about it. A lot of people, I'm, I'm sure a lot more people didn't know about it. Um, but let, let's keep going. And, let's keep going. you know, my Instagram following is larger than his. So at the time, I still didn't know he had a 400, you know, him and his partner have a four hundred thousand dollar 400,000 subscriber YouTube page, but I have been approached about collaborations before. And so since I was gonna be out there, it's down to do it. So when he said, I'm not trying to do anything platonic with you, it was completely left field for me because I was only thinking we were going to do some kind of fitness related content collab. And he said, no problem. I collab directly with girls I date, no pressure though. And I was like, so. At this point, I hadn't been really paying attention to the screenshots on her screen i was just listening to what she was saying i was like wait wait what what i was like wait did that just sound like he was trying to exchange her guest appearance with sex or was that like some type of extortion and if so you know i, I thought about it i'm like wait this is the manosphere that we're talking about this is someone that has already made it clear that you use whatever leverage you have, whatever power you have to make sure you, you, you get whatever you want with women or whatever. 
as tos- as toxic as that might sound, it's his platform. He gets to do whatever he wants with his platform, and people get to decide based on that. My guess is his viewers are not going to really care that he would do something like that. But there were some little tidbits in these texts that I had to start reading through them because I had to I had to rewind. Like, wait, what am I reading here? They're trying to schedule. He says it, it would have to be next week if we did it. Meaning if we, if you come to our studio or whatever to come do the podcast. She says, would early next week work? Like Monday or Tuesday? He says that would be tough. You didn't answer the relationship question. She goes, I'm so sorry. That message actually didn't load until just now. For some reason, I am single. I'm actually not dating anyone. Not dating anyone either right now. I dated someone for a couple months last year. And before that, I was single for about two years. But I love that topic. Then he goes, all right, cool. I'm up front that I'm not going to do anything platonic. Talking on that topic. He said, okay, cool. I'm up for that. I'm not going to do anything platonic with you, just being honest. And So that went over my head. <laughs> that went over my head. I was thinking, I don't know, for some reason I was thinking, oh, I'm not going to do anything platonic with you, meaning I'm not I'm not trying to have sex with you. Then it got occurred to me that, oh, stupid, platonic. I'm not going to do anything that's not going to involve sex with you. That right there is kind of a violation, if you ask me. Especially someone for a dating coach that's supposed to be teaching guys how to have game, how to speak with women. I mean, that is a violation. Now, I understand that some people may not even give a shit about it. For him, he's trying to exchange, use his clout to get sex. Call it what you will. She has the option to decide, you know what? I don't want to deal with you, nasty guy. That That's on them. And it's his platform and his supporters support whatever, support stuff like this anyways. But he was reaching but out for a collab. I find it kind of scummy, especially coming from someone that's supposed to be giving guys dating advice. That's just, it's like, really? That's, that's what you consider to be game? But check this out because we're both well known in the fitness industry um and you know my instagram following is larger than his so when he said i'm not trying to do anything platonic with you it was completely left field for me because i was only thinking we were going to do some kind of fitness related content at this point i'm still thinking there's a possibility that this person that she's saying is myron in her dms may not be myron and she could still be using this as clout and he said, no problem. I collab directly with girls I date. No pressure, though. And I was like, so if we aren't dating, you don't want to collab? Because he's never even asked me on a date at this point. So I was like, he said, no, don't mean to be an a-hole, but we have plenty of women in Miami. And I said, well, same. We have plenty of men here in California. So why would I fly to Miami to date someone who I know nothing about? <laughs> this is, this is, it gets weirder. I'm confused. I'm not trying to do anything with you except collab. It was her response to the whole platonic stuff he said. So, he, she, then he goes, no problem. I collab directly with girls I date. No pressure though. What? No. So, if we aren't dating, you don't want to collab? No. Don't mean to be an asshole, but we have plenty of women in Miami. She goes, well, same. LOL. We have plenty of men here in California. So why would I fly out to Miami to date one who I know nothing about? He replies, simple. Attractive women are common. High value men are not. He's trying to and he said, simple. Attractive women are common. High value men are not. That's, 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 <laughs> I'm that's, not going to comment on that yet. That's, uh, no hard feelings. That's though. not even good. I said, you haven't proven that's to me that you're a high value men. And actually, I know quite, I know quite a few high value men. I'm not just an attractive woman. I'm an entrepreneur with a six-figure business and a high-profile assets. I'm nothing but com- nothing but common. I meant to say I'm anything but common. No hard feelings and a smiley face. <laughs> so then I screenshotted his our conversation, blocked out his name, mm-hmm. and I posted on my story because I was shocked at this point that someone would use their business, their show, to 
tried to get women and they think that that would work. And I was also shocked that he said that attractive women are common and high value men are not when it's just like he dismissed me as an attractive woman, but not a high value man or not a high value woman. And, um, you know, I don't know anything about this guy. So for him to tell me that he's this high value man, when you're having to use your show to get women, high value men don't have to, uh, use their show and clout to get women. Kevin Samuels has created a monster. I'll tell you that much. I'm telling you, I didn't even know anything about this high value man thing until I found out about this Kevin Samuels dude. And he has an army that has completely bought into this gospel. That's why I call it the gospel of Kevin Samuels of high value men. They get to do whatever they want to do. Um, I, I think there's there's something very um there's something very lowbrow about any man coming out and calling himself, oh, I'm a high-value man, give me sex. It, it, it's, that's not game. That is not game. I'm sorry. That's, that's just not, that's scummy, man. But let's, let's keep going. Anyway, um, so I posted anonymously and I said, high-value men don't talk the way that you did. I have 75 people on my story. I posted a poll and I was like, Am I tripping or is this crazy? I forget exactly what I said, but people, I had so many people voting. Oh my gosh, like this is insane. And one thing that I appreciated that she did was that she, she didn't put his name out there. She made sure to block his name. So it wasn't like she was trying to, I mean, obviously she was trying to shame this person that was in her DMs, but as long as she wasn't putting his information out there, it didn't matter. You know, it could have been any, any man. So, that there told me that she wasn't just necessarily trying to do anything for cloud at least from this move she put out a poll with her followers like what's up what's up with this guy and so i said i i have 75 people on my story who voted i can't believe what you said the comments are insane not one person has your side or thinks your approach is appropriate you're tripping and i was using emoji faces laughing i said maybe you should have me on your podcast so i can teach you how to talk to women and i sent the screenshots so she was still trying to get on the podcast, you know, like, you know, let me give my point of view. So what this told me that she, which she wasn't like clutching her pearl. So that right there tells me that she, I don't, I don't necessarily think she was, um, trying to be vindictive. I think she was really trying to understand, like, how can you say that you're a dating coach? I want to come on there. I want to actually challenge you on this shit. Um, she replies him in the text, but let's then he said, responded to the screenshots that I sent and said, I'm just being honest and stand by it. I'm not collaborating with you unless we have sex. <sighs> that is so disappointing. That is so disappointing, man. Um, those words are damaging. I'm not collaborating with you unless we fuck. I mean, that is if, if, if if you were to pick something about the Me Too movement, right? And this is someone that I don't even necessarily agree with everything the Me Too movement did. I think it had its purpose, but I think there were times when it went too far. But this right here is what a lot of people were shouting about during the Me Too movement. It was this exchange. It was this... I mean, you might as well be on a casting call for a porn job. I mean, or for an acting gig. <laughs> this is scummy, man. I'm not gonna, I'm not collaborating with you unless we fuck. You're supposed to be a dating coach. You're supposed to know how to give game. And I, I get it. You know, part of the things that these fresh and free guys say is, you know, be direct. You know, but if you're gonna be direct, say you want to fuck, but don't, don't do it in exchange for coming on the on the show and when you think about it 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 is just it's just as bad as i mean it's just as bad as saying you're going to pay someone to have sex which is something that you've preached against so this already goes against a lot of your ideals you know you're someone that says you shouldn't have to pay anyone to have sex you shouldn't you know but okay yeah this is not technically pain but you're also, you're trying to 
give something back in exchange and you're trying to use your platform um you're trying to pay her by having her come on your platform because you know you have a lot of subscribers and in exchange you're trying to get sex so this hair is a direct contradiction it's incongruent with what you're preaching um and i say this as someone that again i respect these guys hustle the way they've been able to come up they, they, they've been able to grow but this hair is this is not it's not cool man it's just not cool i've had sex with a bunch of dudes i know and aren't special you could have just said no and kept it moving but you're clearly in your feelings going through all that effort with a poll etc go ahead and screenshot the conversation of clout chase I don't care what 75 simp said in your story to white knight the difference is i say what i want and don't care what you think they do so is <laughs> this guy is this guy sniffing coke uh, is this guy like what the heck you told her to put it out there you didn't give a shit and again again at the back of my mind i'm still thinking there's a possibility that all this is cop all this is is just some random person and she's claiming is this guy or maybe it's even someone with a fake account claiming to be this myron guy but let's keep at going. this point this is where myron lied and told everyone that i started threatening him and she blurted out my name and then she sent me a dm saying like you should probably rethink how you talk to women blah 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 trying to shame me and say like i can expose you I, she's like i'll expose you i was like do it bitch like <laughs> go ahead like i started so it was at this point that i realized that Oh shit, he actually acknowledged that he did send those messages. This happened two months ago. I'm just finding out about all this stuff. <laughs> and it start now starts to kind of make sense as to why these Abba and Preach guys came after this guy. Because they had made reference to these text messages in their in their initial takedown of Fresh and Fit. And I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, who knows who that was? It turns out they had acknowledged that he sent these messages. And this, that, you know, on his show, he had tried to clean it up and paint it in this way, you know, but. His business and threatening to expose him. Yeah, yeah. And she made threats like, oh, I, I'm going to like, I'll make you look bad. It'll be bad for your business. I said, do it. I'll, I'll, I'll share. I'll help. Yeah. And in those texts, she didn't. She didn't threaten him. I think she, I mean, I guess you could say it was kind of like an indirect threat. Like, look, this is not a good look for you. He responded emotionally and said, go ahead, put it out. So she went ahead and put it out there with his name on it and exposed him. And that this is him trying to like clean it up with his viewers. But again, these kind of things, they don't really affect um, his followers because they believe in this kind of flagrancy, like, hey, yeah, you know. You know what I'm saying? None of this happened. You can see in the DMs that was just a blatant lie. I was like, I was like, we're gonna smash. She didn't like that. She tried to be like, oh, well, that's your asshole move. Okay, you want me to lie to you and then like try to be on this like Another blatant lie from Myron. I defended myself, told him I haven't slept with a bunch of guys. I said I, that he is a terrible representation of his podcast and his business and that I would be happy to put him on blast. I told him he has an opportunity to impact influence men and make a positive impact and the example he's setting is trash i pity any woman who falls for this stupid scheme to fly out to see you and sleep with you for a week promo on your youtube channel and then he said all you'll do is cement my reputation blah blah blah. you don't like it that's not my problem unfortunately i am who i am i don't have to worry about an image and um that's the end of the conversation you don't have to worry about an image but you do have to worry about a brand and if if you're if you're trying to be consistent with your brand which is don't pay women to have sex have game do this yeah you're coaching men on how to approach you know cold approach women this is not the way man this isn't what a man does it's ju it just isn't i mean i gotta keep it a buck it it just is scummy one more response uh and i said unless you were there you don't know anything about the men that i've been with Unfortunately for women everywhere, you are who you say you are, and that's pathetic. And then I blocked him. So a couple things. Byron has been lying to everyone, saying, one, I was threatening to expose him, threatening to ruin his business. Obviously, you can see from the proof that's not true. Um, a lot of his following is under the impression that 
I was trying to get on his show or asking to be on his show. Again, you can see from the screenshots, that's not the truth. I didn't even know anything about his show, which again, that's a lesson I learned. Don't agree to come on a show unless you've actually researched the show. I was just going off of a mutual friend's uh, recommendation because I that, that's a pretty good friend. <laughs> but uh, and he felt terrible about it and apologized once he saw. But the reason why I'm speaking about it now, and I wanted to make a video then and explain what was going on, but I decided to just not give any more attention to it. But I'm making a video about it now because I'm getting harassed and bullied daily by his bullying and by his by his people. So she let it go. You know, she put out those those text messages. Someone, some other YouTuber put it out there. It didn't affect them. They were still growing. It wasn't until Abba and Preach came with their video and referenced these texts. I think that's when people started kind of putting the pieces together. Because like I said, it was random how Abba and Preach came for them. It was random. And I think that's when people started putting the pieces together. Sorry. I think that's when... Abba and Preach started putting the piece. Um, I think that's why Paul started putting the pieces together. And I think, I think it was a chess move on Abba and Preach. I think they saw this, and they saw that this was, uh, someone whose voice had been, had been overshadowed by the growth and the popularity of the Fresh and Fit podcast. And I'll, and I'll tell you why, when you, when you keep listening, you'll see what I'm, what I'm talking about. And told everyone, the guys, the guys on the podcast told everyone to put my Instagram handle in their bio. Or this is where it crosses the line. This is where it crosses the line. They, they didn't have to do that. Their little messenger, well, I don't know how YouTube videos work like that. Her stuff, and then she blocked me because she was like, oh, okay, this dude, I can't hurt him by trying to Wait a minute. embarrass him. Like, what's her Instagram again? It's, it goes something like. Anna Quinn Fitness. Oh, she said it. Anna oh. Quinn Fitness. Y'all want to roast her? Oh, I don't care. No, yeah. I, you wanted to smoke? This okay. is mob. They, they, they're sending the I'm, mob at now, now you got to deal with, with that. Now that, you got to get that, embarrassed and look stupid and all this other shit. Someone put her, her Instagram in the chat. <laughs> Can we see her Instagram real quick? It might have been me. Oh, damn. Oh, you want to pull it up? They put my Instagram on their show so that people could go mess with me and they told the lies about what actually what they what they're claiming happened and that is not the truth. So not only is this guy lying to everyone, but he's claiming to be a male self-improvement expert and the leading show for male self-improvement, but the culture that he is raising is gross and disgusting. These are bullies. I get at least five messages a day of people telling me I'm a whore, telling me to go kill myself, people commenting on my pregnancy announcement video telling me I'm just I've been sleeping around how sh you know, the just awful comments. And here's the thing. Nobody knows what's, nobody, not a lot of people, only the people close to me know the real situation of what's going on with me and the father of this child. But the truth is, I can't talk about it because I've been threatened. My safety has been threatened. I was threatened and I've been talking to a lawyer and I'm not able to discuss the details of that. So right now I just have to leave it kind of plain and generic and I'm fine with that. But me receiving all of this harassment and bullying and yeah, all of these cool. comments, it's, it's heavy that's and I can't, cool. I'm tired of it and I'm not going to keep receiving it without taking a stand for myself. I don't like that mob. I don't like that mob mentality thing where you send your followers to harass people. Um, and yeah, they, even though they may not have explicitly said go harass her, but I mean, you saw what they did there. They dropped her, her, her name. And uh, again, like I, like I always say, the, a lot of the followers of these guys, uh, they tend to be trolls, man. A lot of trolls. And this hair is not the definition of a man. And it start, I started to kind of understand why Abba and Preach were being very strategic. I think they weren't trying to like snitch outright, but they were looking to start distancing themselves from having been on their podcast. And they might have tipped the scale by addressing Fresh and Fit. It was a chess move, man. It was, it was... They were thinking six, ten moves ahead. It, it was, it was a massive chess move, and they didn't really even spend a lot of time on it. They, 
they addressed their episode with them and the things that they found weird about their discussions and they disagreed. And even though, yes, I still feel like, you know, it, it was kind of backhanded. They could have done it while they were there. The apology here that's owed is to this lady because I think that that was that 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 crossed the line. I don't think that's what a man does. Um, I think it's starting to make sense now why they've been hemorrhaging subscribers, a lot of subscribers. I mean, I've been seeing some of the comments. A lot of men are just like, "Come on, man, this isn't this isn't it, man." And this lady is not some, you know, fragile. Uh, woke feminist lady. She's she, she considers herself like a Christian. She, you know, she, 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 she seems to have like a very relatively conservative audience. And another reason why I, I, I give her account a lot of a lot of credence is that she wasn't. It was like if you go to her page, it wasn't like she was. She was constantly bringing it up or anything like that. You know, there are other stuff on her page, her workout videos, all these other things. This wasn't necessarily something that she was trying to sing to the high heavens. But I think the more she got harassed, the more pressure she felt. At least that's the way I've read this. And, you know, I'm not I'm not going to go as far as saying unsubscribe. I mean, I don't look at things that way. You know, I for me, it's... People like Fresh and Fit, it's not really about the content itself. It's about the quality of their production that I, I, I find very admirable. Like, I look at the equipment they use, like, I, a bunch of things. Like, they always put, like, the equipment, links, where they got stuff. These guys, they come correct. They have a really, really good sound engineer. They have a really, really good social media presence. Uh, they have a very dynamic relationship with their audience, you know, like they, while they're on the air, they do stuff like they have, they, they, they read out chats from the audiences. They're very interactive. So I'm, I'm more enamored with their style of production and how they've been able to grow. Um, their content, it, it is what it is. It's just locker room talk. Guys, we guys speak amongst each other. Sometimes it gets a little toxic, but this hair is... I think it's a bridge too far. I, I really do think so. And, you know, I, I think if they should be apologizing to anyone, it's, it's her. Or at least they should be explaining what really happened because their response to her video is not adequate. What they did was they bullied her. And I don't like, I don't like bullies. I, I don't, I don't appreciate bullies. I always like to get to well, like, what's the lesson here? Like, what am I really trying to get to here? Um, again, Context is about the black manosphere, the red pill ideology. And, you know, I'll be the first to tell you, I'm also not really crazy about, you know, a lot of the narratives that I see in the mainstream media. Um, some people would call it, you know, like these guys, these red pill guys, they'll call it the blue pill ideology. You know, um, there's a lot of things that get put out there that, I do feel has caused a reaction within the YouTube space. And because there are a lot of these men that don't feel like they have outlets to be able to voice their opinions, they come on YouTube and that's how you find cre content creators like, you know, Kevin Samuels, um, Fresh and Fit, you know, where they're speaking to young men and the young men feel like, okay, at least someone is, Someone is hearing us out. Someone is speaking for us. So it, it, it has a purpose. This whole manosphere, it does have a purpose. Um, but just like anything, I think it could, it could go way left sometimes. And the difference with the other side of the coin, and some people call it blue pill, mainstream, whatever you want to call it, is that they have ways to self-regulate themselves. Now, I would argue that some of the ways that they self-regulate is a bit over the top. I'm talking about cancel culture. You know, they have a way of, they say they want to hold people accountable for things that they deem to be immoral or whatever, however you want to put it. And then they, they take action and they say they want to hold people accountable and they 
in some cases they dox people in some cases they they have people lose their jobs maybe because they might, might they might say an unpopular opinion or an opinion that some might find offensive and i think that's wrong um so their way of self-regulation i think it's it's a bit over the top the difference with the red pill is that they're you know it's almost like they're in this corner of the of the web and the regulation or the there, there's no regulation is how I'll put it. There's no one checking people. There's no one, there's no boundaries almost. So you find a lot of uh, people get, people that, you know, especially people that have maybe some mental issues that can be manipulated by some of this uh, rhetoric that you hear on here. And I'm not saying it's all of them, but some of them. I think one of the ones that concern me the most is the the MGTOW folks. The uh, MGTOW, it, it stands for Men Going Their Own Way. I, I find that to be, uh, it's a little bit, it's weird. Because we can't have a world without men and women. We need to figure out how to live in unity with each other. I feel like right now there's a lot of animosity. Um, a lot of people are struggling with dating. Uh, a lot of men are struggling with dating. Women too are struggling with dating. Um, I think the media and some of the some of the voices within the media they they tend to cater to certain crowds um, without really thinking of you know the other side of the coin, men. Um, but I also feel like spaces like this manosphere, even though it may have some of its benefits there could also be a tendency for things to kind of go left. And I think you're seeing that with people like um, Fresh and Fit, where it's like their supporters are out here essentially doing the same thing that they accuse the other side of doing, canceling people and bullying people and, and um, you know, um, intimidating people. Um, and I think that's messed up. I think I think it is. And... I just, I, you know, because I, I see a lot of my fellow Africans on these pages too. I see people engaging, you know, and I, what I would say is to move cautiously because it's very easy to fall in this rabbit hole of the manosphere. It, it, it has all kinds of crevices and all kinds of corners where it's just like, oh, what are these ones talking about? And, and some of it is harmless some of it is actually helpful for some guys. You know, there are pages that are like self-improvement pages for guys, how to, you know, better themselves, you know, how to be fitter, be healthier, be financially uh, independent. You know, there, there's some pages that actually, you know, are doing good things. But just like anything, man, it, it's sometimes the other side of the coin has its dark sides. And I think this is one of them. Um, but I hope you enjoyed this video. Um, that was really all I had on this topic. Uh, again, the content creators, for the most part, the ones that are gaining a lot of subscriptions, I have respect for their hustle. Um, but I think it's also important to be able to call out when you see some of these things. Um, as always, don't forget to like, share, comment, and most importantly, subscribe, hit the bell button. Uh, I hope you like this video. If you want more videos like this, please let me know in the comment section and subscribe. Thank you.